Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the challenges that come with navigating life, both for adults and for children. Thankfully, here in Roswell, Wings for Life is here to help. Joining me to tell us how is Shelly Courier, Executive Director, Wings for Life. Shelly, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. This is really exciting. As I said, we are big fans and my family and I have been supporting for well over, I bet, about 20 years now. So this is a thrill. Thank you so much for that, Shelly. You know, the first thing that caught my attention when I found your organization was its name. The acronym in Wings for Life is actually an acronym. Can you tell us what that means? LIFE stands for Life Skills Imparted to Families Through Education. And education is the theme that runs through all our programs. If you could describe the mission and how it helps children and adults to navigate life, what would that sound like? Describe it for us. To build and strengthen healthy family relationships and individual life skills. And we use best practice programs that promote positive behaviors while respecting the dignity. And that's the important word, respecting the dignity of those with whom we work. And you have been active. Wings for Life has been active in Roswell for many, many years. And I have to imagine that you've come across some challenges because of the COVID-19. Yes, yes. Our program was in full swing. We had over 240 children because we do an after-school program that teaches social and emotional learning skills. And uh, we uh, also are in the middle schools. And we were on spring break. And right after spring break, they had the shutdown. So we were still right in the middle of our programming when COVID-19 caused the closure of the schools and businesses, including ours. So we had to rethink how we were going to do things. In rethinking things, you went to, like many other organizations, some virtual online learning. I understand that the school districts there in in Roswell kind of came to come alongside you to aid in that process. Yes. And even before that happened, we did mail outs. We were not going to abandon our children. I, I think the hardest adjustment for our young people were being confined to their homes, not being able to interact with their friends and missing school. So we did do mail outs originally until we learned this semester, starting in the fall, that we would be able to have virtual classes and we needed virtual training. So all of my staff was trained with Zoom and learning how to navigate through that so we could be with our kids. And of course, the Roswell Independent School District supported our program, supported social and emotional learning skills. They they know the importance of it. And we've been uh, teaching in the school in our after school program since 2009. So they were very well aware of the importance of the skills that we were teaching in both the elementary schools uh, for the kids that we had in our program, as well as for the youth that we were working with in the middle schools. But it was quite an adjustment because normally we go into the schools, we talk to the staff because we get new staff every year, telling them about the benefits of our program 
and we give them registration sheets. This year, we couldn't do any of that. So we were relying on the schools identifying young people as well as our mail outs and getting a lot of the kids to continue in our program. But that had challenges, too, because of the Internet. You know, Shelley, I started our conversation by stating how navigating life can be challenging, not only for us as adults, but for children as well. Can you speak to that? Yes. A lot of the kids, first of all, didn't have any Internet. Many of them would have to go in cars if they had cars and they had vehicles with their families if their parents weren't working to areas where they could get Wi-Fi. So a lot of packages had to be given because a lot of the children didn't have that access. For those that did, exhaustion sets in. You know, you can be as an adult on a Zoom meeting. If I have two Zoom meetings in one day, I'm, I'm worn out. So you can imagine how it is. And, and they didn't use Zoom. They used a program called Canvas. But even then, you know, to have these young people, and we're talking about little ones, on the computer doing that all day. And also, I think they feel a sense of isolation. I think that's why our program really benefits them, because we allow them to interact and to talk to friends. But still, you're dealing. There's lots of interference when you are on Zoom. And I think from what the kids are telling us, you know, they want to be with their friends. They want to be back in school. So we're trying to do the, the best that we can. And, and we had one child say thank you for, well, more than one, but I mean, I I gave a presentation and um, I was just blown away by, uh, you know, one of the kids' statements that thank you for being with us and giving us this outlet in these challenging times and listening to us. Because in addition to COVID, some of these kids are going through other losses like divorce of a family member or loss of a family member. So these things add up to these young people's problems and challenges. So, you know, we're doing the best we can to give them an outlet to let them visit with their friends. We allow that on the Zoom meetings. And then our programs are engaging and are interactive. That's what it's all about. So, uh, yeah, our kids, if there's anything good that could come out of this time is that they want to be in personal relationships now. They want to be off of the internet. And before, I think it was just the other way around, is that you would have children texting all the time and not really interacting with one another. And I think they want that now really badly. If you just joined us, I'm Felipe Aguilar, and this is Closer Look. I'm speaking with Shelly Courier, Executive Director of Wings for Life here in Roswell. And she's telling us how Wings for Life is reaching out to help young people, to help kids, and even adults to navigate life successfully. Shelly, let's unpack some of the programs that, that you have within the LIFES program. You mentioned a program that works and helps with families that are maybe going through a divorce, a separation, something called the PACT program. Tell us about that. Well, we have two programs. We have a parenting program that we do, and we have the PACT program. PACT is Parents and Children Together. And that is run through the district court. And uh, what they do is families that are going through a divorce or separation, they are told or mandated to try to go to these programs to work out an agreement, especially when it involves, you know, custody of a child or visitation. And rather than have an impartial judge make that decision for you, 
They are given the opportunity to go to this program. It's offered once a month, Saturday at the courthouse from nine to four. In the morning, they have our parenting instructor who also teaches separate the parenting classes, and she talks about co-parenting in the morning. And we do survey the people who attend these programs, and we get excellent responses, especially to our instructor, Sally Green. And they go to that. Then they have an attorney come and talk to them and answer all their questions about the legalities of the custody, the visitation, and so forth. And uh, that afternoon, we have trained mediators who work with them on coming up with an agreement that is in the best interests of their children. That's that program. We also have a weekly parenting program that the district court and CYFD and other agencies and service providers, including probation and parole, send parents to. And that's a 15-week course that they can enter at any time. It's one of the few that you can enter any time. You don't have to wait for a completion of a cycle, uh, which, you know, you want to get parents into these programs immediately. It's a very successful program. We've graduated, I think, over 90 people already, parents, and many of them are very successful in reunifying with their children or in preventing any kind of problems. People also self-refer. And the program, as I said, it's 15 weeks in length. We have parents who don't want to stop coming. They say they learn something new every time and they continue going. In the past, we've had parents who attended 34 classes and they became mentors when we were doing this in person. They became mentors to others. Right now on Zoom, we're running 25 to 28 parents every week. So it's an excellent program. And Shelly, let's turn the focus on the kids, on the children. Tell us about what you have in place to help them in developing their social, their emotional learning skills. Well, the curriculum for the uh, elementary school children, it's building assets. And assets are things of value. So uh, we have this program. It's, it runs the whole length of school. And it's 32 weeks. Of course, we've got a late start this year because of COVID. But, you know, we teach things like rules and boundaries, making choices. Uh, We also do some internet safety, but we also teach about gratitude, being thankful, kindness, you know, cultural awareness, celebrating our differences. Uh, Empathy is a very uh, important one for our children. And, And the studies that have been done on these social and emotional learning skills have proven that children in these programs have improved grades and standardized test scores, they actually raise their grades 11 percentile points. And they have, you know, better emotional and and social behaviors. And they're the ones that actually help other children. Uh, We have surveys that we give to our parents every year, as well as to the children to see if indeed they've witnessed such behaviors. And I have like five sheets from one year, just straight down on good attitude, kindness. They can control their aggressiveness. They care about other feelings. They're more engaged in the learning process at school. They make better choices. Positive reinforcement outside the home is what they contribute to our program. So, you know, the behaviors that parents see really indicate that what we're doing works. And we've had some kids with us from second all the way through to fifth grade, and then they want to continue in our uh, middle school program. And that's an evidence-based program known as Why Try. Why Try answers that question in life. Why try in life? 
We have also helping kids because, as you know, uh, they lowered the, the grade so that sixth grade used to remain in elementary school. Now sixth grade is in middle school. And a lot of these kids don't have the uh, social or emotional maturity to enter this. So when we're in the elementary school, we're preparing them for this because they're at that middle age where they have one foot in childhood and one foot in adolescence. So we want to give them, make sure that they have the self-esteem they need, that they don't have to look to others for approval, that they feel good about themselves. And we help them to make that transition from elementary school into middle school. And then we help prepare the middle school kids uh, as well for going into high school. These are important changes and transitions in these young people's lives. And helping them make that adjustment is beneficial to them, their families, and our community at large. You're listening to Closer Look. I'm speaking with Shelly Courier, Executive Director of Wings for Life. Shelly, do you notice, do you see changes, differences, improvements in the children and even in the parents of the children from when they first come into one of the Wings for Life programs and when they, as they go through it and complete it? No, we most certainly do. We most certainly do. We had a young man who they were testing for autism when he first entered class in order to, you know, when he got overstimulated, he would go under the table. And, you know, that might cause something in in other classes, but our kids were already taught empathy. And if anything, they really encouraged this young man. They allowed him to, you know, be under the table. They would say, okay, we're going to do the activities part. Do you want to come out? Can we help you? And the first year he was under the table, I think, almost every other week. And then I remember his instructor told me that, She was setting up for class. She had her back turned at the time to the door and she heard someone call her name and she turned around and there was this young man giving her a high five. (laughs) And uh, that year, the last year he went under the table when he was overstimulated one time, one time out of 32 weeks. His mother was amazed at the changes. They did move out of state, but she said prior to COVID that he was making a really good adjustment uh, to the school that he was in. So we know that we really helped this young man. And I mean, it's just wonderful. Also, it changes family dynamics. If you have a child and we have one parent, every time she tried to correct him, he would have a meltdown. But that changed. And she said she could actually see him standing there. Maybe he was counting to 10. (laughs) She said he was just standing there and then he would turn around and she could talk to him. So that improves family dynamics. If you have a child that now you can talk to. And, and that's a lot of the comments that we hear about how they are changing in their, their attitude, how, how they can take correction better for those that were having trouble with that. So, uh, you know, the, the support with, that we got from parents, the fact that kids remained in our program, especially in the elementary school. We had one child because when we were in the schools, we would take younger siblings if they were mature enough uh, to understand the program or behaved enough through the class. So, you know, it wasn't a disruption because that way a parent would have, could pick up all their kids at one time. So they didn't have to worry about coming back and forth to school. So uh, we allowed that. And we had one young man, and I have a picture of him holding his certificate, who did indeed go from kindergarten all the way up to the fifth grade. And very proud of it. (laughs) My dad, we have a really great picture of him smiling, holding up his graduation certificate from fifth grade. 
So uh, these kids become very close to us. And, you know, all our teachers are, are wonderful, very compassionate, very professional. And uh, you do get a- attached very much to these children. And, and we had one who communicated all summer with one of the middle school kids that moved away, communicating with her teacher and writing her letters and sending her things. And for some of these kids, it's another adult that talks to you and takes an interest in you. And uh, they really feel good about the program. They really do. Shelly, it certainly sounds like Wings for Life is making such a positive impact in the life of children here in Roswell. I would like for you to take us back, take us back to the beginnings of Wings for Life and what led you to see the need for this program. I think it was uh, working in our other programs. We, we started in the detention centers, which sadly right now are closed to any outside programs. But I sat on a lot of boards for young people. The JJAC board, which was a state board, Juvenile Justice Advisory Committee, I was on that from 2014 to 2020. And it's always, what can we do to help these kids? How can we get them before they engage heavily in these disruptive behaviors? You know, can we get the school to identify them? How about when they have their first offense? And what I thought was, by the time you get a first offense, offense, they've already been engaging in these behaviors. They just got caught. And I thought, rather than worry about continuing and getting better intervention programs, why don't we do a prevention program? Why don't we start in a, a, a elementary school level children at an age where a lot of these behaviors and peer pressure don't exist and see what we could do to instill in them the positive behaviors they need so that they don't want to engage in risk-taking behaviors. And we, or I asked the uh, superintendent at that time if I could try a pilot program, and I got permission. So in 2009, uh, we did a pilot program in one elementary school. And I don't know if you have time for this story, but what was interesting was when I was signing kids up and explaining to the parents what the program was about, there was one boy walking up and down in the hallway. And I said, does he belong to anyone? And a mom that I was, that was signing up one of her children in elementary first grade said, well, that's my biological son out there. She said, the one I'm signing up is my adoptive son. I got him uh, because my sister went to prison and didn't want him in foster care. And the two boys, the biological, would not accept the adopted boy, his cousin, into our family. And they fought all the time. And she said, I just don't want you to have any disruptions in your class. And I said, can I go out and talk to him? And she said, yes. And I talked to him because he was in fifth grade. And I said, I can use an older boy to help with, uh, you know, be an assistant to me. Would you like to do that? And he said, yes. We started late in that school year. She wrote to the superintendent near the end of school talking about the newfound respect these two boys had for each other. And I have a picture of them with their arms around each other when they finished that class. Uh, The younger boy stayed into our program all the way up through fifth grade. And we got letters from the principal uh, from the pilot program saying how kids were so excited about getting into, they'd be waiting outside the classroom. They couldn't wait to get into wings. So I knew then that we were on to something and we grew slowly. Wow, that that is impressive, Shelley. I understand that these programs are free to the kids, to the public. How are you able to do that? We depend on our uh, donations from our community. I write grants 
RISD has been very kind to us and has gotten a grant for our continuation of this program uh, in this school. They have community partners, and we're one of them. And uh, all our programs are free. I just don't believe in charging people if we don't have to. And we really don't have to because we have a lot of community support and a really good grantors that have continued funding our program for many years. Uh, New Mexico Children's Foundation is one of them, uh, TLC. I mean, these programs really come to our support, these uh, funders. And they're all community-based. So we are blessed to have such a community that grantors that believe in our program and believe in the benefits of building a strong and healthy community here in Roswell and in Chavez County, New Mexico. For those of us that would like to learn more about Wings for Life, what's the best way to do that? Uh, we do have, and I guess you went on our, our uh, webpage, which we will be updating very soon. I put in for a grant for that, but that is roswell-wingsforlife.org. And there's a lot of information on that. Uh, my phone number is on that too. They can always call me at 575-317-2042 to learn more about our programs. If they are interested in having their kids, we're still taking enrollment. So uh, we would gladly accept children and, and teens into our programs in the elementary and middle schools. We're in all the elementary and all the middle schools. So, yes, I welcome anyone who has any questions to give me a call. I certainly want to say thank you to you, to everybody that's involved and supporting Wings for Life. And I want to say thank you for joining us here tonight on Closer Look. Well, thank you so much for, for having me on the show. It's, it's a blessing to me. Thank you. Our thanks to Shelly Courier, Executive Director, Wings for Life, here in Roswell. To learn more about them, go online to roswell-wingsforlife.org. That's roswell-wingsforlife.org. Or you can email us at closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook at klove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Felipe Aguilar. This has been Caleb Closer Look. Find us online at caleb.com. <laughs>